is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hey, how about those Texans? Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter that they lost. This is a fantasy football show, and it's Sunday night. It's October 29th. And it's Adam, Jamie, and Heath recapping the Sunday action here in Week Eight. What's going on? You know, during the during the one o'clock games, like toward the end, I'm thinking, like, gosh, what are we gonna talk about today? Like, what a boring day. But uh, lots that we can spend the whole show on one game. How you guys doing? That was the best game of the season. It probably was. Don't forget about the Rams 49ers Thursday night. That was a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, but this was better. This was excellent. This is, of course, we're talking about the Texans and the Seahawks with Jimmy Graham catching the game winner. Heath, happy Halloween, almost. I know you're excited. Yes, happy Halloween. My favorite holiday. I've already been to a Halloween party. So, What'd you dress up as? I, I wore a Salvador Perez jersey. And for our non-baseball fans, he's a catcher. Mm-hmm. And I walked around the entire night with a bottle of Bullet Rye Whiskey. Oh, okay. And I was Very the good. catcher in the right. Very good. <laughs> okay. Good job. Yeah. And, and if you were real, like, and for you fantasy baseball fans, if he, you were anything like the real Salvador Perez, the first half of the party would have been much better than the second half of the party. But well, it, that's sh- probably true because I started to run out of the right whiskey. <laughs> All right, let's talk. We football. have uh, we have very fun costume plan for Tuesday's uh, FFT show on online. If you want to watch, actually on Saturday night's radio show, I asked Dave his best costume ever, and he talked. He mentioned the Flintstones uh, that you guys did the Flintstones costumes on yep. FFT. Amazing. We've done uh, we've done Flintstones. We've done Hans and Franz. Um, yes. Dave and I did Hans and Franz, and uh, and Tuesday, uh, me, Dave, and uh, Hannah Ostapchuk will uh, all be dressed up as superheroes. Oh, okay. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. Let's talk football here, guys. Let me start with buy or sell. Buy or sell. Deshaun Watson is a top three quarterback, and DeAndre Hopkins is the number two wide receiver in fantasy rest of season. Who's number one? And you're taking Antonio Brown over him, right? Well, I mean, what do you mean? DeAndre Hopkins was amazing. Well, they went into the week, Brown one, Hopkins two. I know you're just messing with me right now. Um... Do you think he's the number two wide receiver in fantasy? He's better than Julio, better than Green? I don't care. He's top five. I mean, he's, he's amazing when he has a quarterback. I just, just yeah. buy or sell. Buy or sell. You're trying to put us in a position to where we have to continue doubting Deshaun Watson and Andre Hopkins. Like, and of course there's not. no reason to do that. Why would I do that? I just wanted, I, well, obviously we're not doubting <laughs> them anymore. I'm, bu- I'm buying them both as must start plays rest of the season. Oh, geez, fine. Um, well, how, <laughs> who would you take over Deshaun Watson? At quarterback. I mean, Brady. <laughs> is, is there, is, there is a, it, it's, it's, uh, it's hard Wilson? to say you're going to sit him. Yeah, that was. I'll th- say Russell Wilson. Right. But, but a lot of people want to trade Deshaun Watson, perhaps, because they have two guys. So I just want to know where, where he'd be in your rest of season rankings. Watson with 402 yards on only 30 passes with four touchdowns, three interceptions. One of them was, uh, you know, uh, last play of the game, trying to throw it deep and, Pull off a miracle. He also had 67 I'll ask rushing you, I'll ask you a better one, non-fantasy. You're starting a team right now. Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, or Carson Wentz? Wentz. Heath? Um, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson. Jamie? 
I'll take Dak. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> They're all great. Okay, now Deshaun's rank, easily the cheap, the cheapest. Now rank those three in fantasy. Uh, man. <laughs> here, here. So if you just do it logically, uh, Wentz still has his bye week plus Denver next week, and a bad offensive line. So I'm gonna put him third. Yeah, I think I think Wentz is third. I was trying to decide if I'd rather have Deshaun or Dak. Uh huh. So what's the answer? I'm gonna put Deshaun over Dak just because I'm gonna put Deshaun, Deshaun over Dak too because Dak showed you what the Cowboys could be if if they and still win. Right. Their defense is right. getting better. Yep. And their run game is still great. Now there's a caveat. If Zeke is gone, mm-hmm. yep. that probably hurts Dak though. We'll know a little bit more about that, hopefully tomorrow, but uh, or Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. And Russell yeah, but Wilson, we were already told it's not it's not happening. Well, maybe, maybe Russell Wilson, 43 fantasy points. So, like, yeah, he's he's really good, and and he threw 41 passes. Russell Wilson this year has uh, now 30 or more fantasy points in four of his last five games, six point per passing touchdown leagues. But he has five games with 37 or more pass attempts. He had six in all of 2016. So he's already close to that number, and they have no running game. So Wilson. Yeah, if anything, they're not throwing it enough. They've (laughs) got no reason to run the ball ever. Could you imagine that they let Alex Collins walk Uh, out the door and kept Eddie Lacy? (laughs) Oh man, they could have. They could have had for the season. Forget about how it all played out. They could have had Alex Collins, Chris Carson, and Thomas Rawls, which would have been a nice trio, and then still C.J. Procise and J.D. McKissick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, late. Lacey is, uh, okay, he's no good, and neither is Ross. And we'll get to that running game. I'll, I'll ask you guys if you want anybody in the Jets' backfield, anybody, and I know you do, anybody in the Seahawks' backfield, anybody in the Patriots' backfield as a running back in standard scoring. We'll get into all that. Let's do winners and losers, though. And, Jamie, I mean, we already sort of talked about it, but your winners, Houston, the Texans. And we haven't talked about Will Fuller. Uh, we haven't talked about Lamar Miller, who had two touchdowns today. So, yeah, what are your thoughts right now after they put up 38 points in Seattle in Week 8? This was the test, and they crushed it. So, you know, look, the the Lamar Miller wins because Deontay Foreman didn't touch the field. No touches for him. I don't know what his snaps were, I, but I, I saw what, a lot of alpha blue. I don't know what happened there because I know he – he, I didn't know if he got benched or something like that or if he was inactive. I didn't see that he was inactive. But I was I surprised. I, I looked – you know, I'll try to figure it out right now. But, yes, uh, he it was the Lamar Miller show, and he didn't have a good yards per carry – but he faced Seattle, so we'll give him a break. 21 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown, and he caught a touchdown, and he's in a better offense, Jamie. That's huge for Lamar Miller. Absolutely, and they got Dwayne Brown back. I know he got hurt, but, you know, still that offensive line should be getting better. And, you know, they get the Colts next week. Threat of a passing game clearly makes things a lot a lot better for that entire offense. And so it's just a combination of everything for him. But, I mean, what what more does Will Fuller have to do? You know, until we kind of start to say he's – uh, he's he's just good. He doesn't necessarily have to be this good, but he's just good. He's got to be in your lineup every week. I mean, you just you can't. You know, we we talked about this, and and Heath, you made the comment about a couple guys, um, Stephon Diggs. You don't want to have him on your bench when he goes off. You don't want to have yep. uh, Tyreek Hill on your bench when he go off. He's the same guy. I mean, you know, he may not be as talented as those players, but he's he's explosive with a great quarterback. And DeAndre Hopkins is, as you said, Adam, he's in the conversation to be the number two guy, if not the number one guy, rest of the way wide receiver. So. Uh, there's gonna be some bumps along the way, clearly. That, that's just the nature of, of, of what it is. Uh, but as, uh, my good buddy Zach Waxman wanted to know, am I gonna call, uh, Will Fuller a, a number two receiver? Um, yeah, absolutely. He's a number two receiver. Alright, so Heath, I wanna know what you think about that. Because the, the one thing that Fuller had in this game that he hadn't had before 
the targets. Eight targets on 30 pass attempts from Watson. And he had, he only needed one target to have a good game because he scored that long touchdown pass right off the bat. But Fuller finishes with five catches, 125 yards and two touchdowns on eight targets. He had eight catches for 154 yards and five touchdowns on 14 targets in his first three games. So I think we were all surprised at the output. And you didn't seem quite as convinced that he's a must start going forward, Will Fuller? I, no, I, the whole thing is just a little bit annoying was the sigh oh, on okay, the okay. Will Fuller thing. I mean, Deshaun Watson's been incredible. And if he keeps playing at this level, then sure, he can sustain Fuller and Hopkins. And I do agree that Fuller getting those extra targets makes him more appealing. And you can say, listen, Will Fuller is going to regress, and Will Fuller is still a low-end number two wide receiver, because the way he's performed so far since he came back, that's actually a number one receiver. He's been, what, since week four, he's probably been a top five wide receiver in fantasy. He scored in every game. He's got seven touchdowns in four games, so yeah. That's he might tough. be the number one receiver since he came back. <laughs> probably not, but because I think Hopkins is probably better, but it's possible. Um, all right, you know what? The the Texans are winners for sure. Heath's got two winners for us. One of them. Let's, a... let's first back up. Let's give credit where credit's due. Dave was saying this all week. Start Deshaun Watson. Yep. So yeah. Dave's not on the show. Give Dave's credit. Uh, I, I've said it to him plenty of times today, but uh, publicly I, I he sent him several tweets. Back. Yes. Dave also yeah. said he was going to TP my house because I have. Crappy Halloween candy. So, I don't know. I don't want to give him too much credit. He's going to do that. My, my favorite part of giving Dave credit, though, was the fact that I played Dave in our 2QB league and started Deshaun Watson against him. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I played Chris in our 2QB league, and he started Joe Flacco and Jay Cutler this week. So, uh, I Ooh. had that game one. Um, yeah, Chris, I, I, you want to know always work. I offered Chris a trade of Josh McCown. Chris Thompson, and it might have been Will Fuller for, who is it, for Mark Ingram, and I think maybe Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and he said no with those quarterbacks that he has. I, I've been offering him trades all year. He's Well, he also has Andrew Luck, so he got kind of screwed with that, but yeah, no, Chris, I think Chris has given up. He's about to be one in seven, so I think he's done. All right, moving well, he, on. He turned down what would have been three stars for him. Moving on to Heath's winners, Bilal Powell. Didn't have a big game, but got the work, Heath. What do you? Why did you call him a winner in this twenty-five twenty loss to the Falcons? Well, just as we said all week long, Bilal Powell is clearly their favorite running back for the Jets, and he is going to get uh, majority of the work, 70 percent of the carries, like he did in this game. Fourteen carries, three receptions. If he's getting fifteen touches a week, he's going to be a low-end number two running back, even on a bad team. No, he didn't have a very good day, five fantasy points. Um, but the fact, and Matt Forte threw a little fit after the game mm-hmm. because they didn't run the ball enough. Forte only got four carries in this whole game. Um, maybe they realized the ball pal is better than Matt Forte. Finally. Do you think um, wet surface and, and bad toe, knee, whatever for Forte played into him not getting a lot of playing time? I don't think it had anything to do with his health because he was upset that he wasn't playing more. No, no, I'm, I'm saying the wet, like they were trying the to protect him. Yeah, that, that's possible. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but but Powell came back from injury last week and he had more carries than Forte. It was a lot more even than this, but maybe they were easing him right. back last week and turned him loose this week. I, they 
they almost seem like they're flipping the right. roles That's from last year. Exactly what I was going to say. It's weird. Yeah. Forte yeah. himself had what five catches in this game? Um, for no six catches for forty-five yards. Powell had three catches for twenty-eight yards. So I don't know. Maybe Forte is still usable in PPR, but Powell is a winner for Heath. So is Travis Benjamin, who uh yeah had a bonehead play, no doubt, on the safety. Look, on one of the stupidest reserve. plays I've ever seen. It that yeah that's it's a Travis Benjamin play for you. But he had five catches, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. He led the Chargers. In targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns, receiving touchdowns anyway. Um, is he somebody you think you can actually rely on as they head into their bye week? I just wonder if he is their number two wide receiver. Like we were wondering, is it Tyrell Williams? Is Mike Williams going to step up? Tyrell Williams got six targets, caught one of them, had a couple of terrible drops. And this is Benjamin's second good game in a row. Tyrell Williams had a touchdown that he stepped out of bounds yeah. uh, running down the, the sideline. Uh, which would have been a beautiful play. Uh, unfortunately, he was clearly in the wrong, but also dropped a touchdown too. He, he had a bad, bad day. He did. Um, now, so the, the Chargers have their bye and then they're at Jacksonville and then they have Buffalo. So when you see that, does that make you kind of like not care who their number two wide receiver is, I guess? A little bit. Yeah. And, and coming into the week, you heard what, um, Anthony Lynn said about trying to get Mike Williams more involved. Mm-hmm. So, as their season starts to tilt a little bit in the wrong direction, they're still in it. I mean, clearly they're not giving up, but that's a guy they have to start to develop a little bit more. Travis Benjamin is, is a, I still think a role player for him. He had a great day today and, and, and he said he's been coming on the last couple of weeks, but this was a weird game because he's not typically targeted this much. No. Ever. All right. So let, you know, let me be dramatic here. Let me build it up for the listeners. We talked about the Texans and wax poetic. I think the biggest storyline we haven't even covered yet. So as we talk winners and losers, I'm wondering, is Alvin Kamara or Kamara a winner? Is Mark Ingram a loser? He fumbled twice. Sean Payton was angry. He said, we didn't deserve to win. And he was mad, and he gave Kamara the final carries of the game. I think, I'm pretty sure, like 95% sure on that. I'm wondering, are we going to get a Tim Hightower situation from last year? Mark Ingram went about six or seven games without feature work. After he had fumbles in consecutive games, he had two today. What do you guys think? Is this a major, major development in week eight? I don't think one of the fumbles is really on him. Because he tried to hurdle a guy and came down his head. Okay. All right. Is it a major development though? Are you, are you concerned that he's going to get, you know, a demerit? It's one thing for the Saints to do it when they're not very good. They're the best team in that division. You can make a case that they might be the best team in the NFC. The defense is legit. The run game is legit. Breeze really hasn't had to do much yet to help them win games no. so far this year. And you know, like to carry them Kamara, on the back. Right. Kamara has not been near as good running the ball as Mark Ingram. He wasn't very good in this game running the ball, and he had a fumble that they had to go back and review and rule that his knee was down. Yeah, it's one thing. Like Sean Payne could be mad at him and, and maybe punish him in, in the course of a game, but to go away from him and overwork Kamara or Kamara. Kamara. Lights Kamara that would just be well. it, it would it would be dumb. It, <laughs> okay. it would really be yes, dumb. It would be. All right. Now, so sorry for the drama. We did for the just drama. see him waste three games on Adrian Peterson. So <laughs> it's possible for Sean. <laughs> yeah, Peter but they look their dumb. best since they've gotten rid of Peterson. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. All right, uh losers. Let's go to Heat's losers. Hunter Henry was a big fat loser. Travis Benjamin a winner. Hunter Henry a loser in this game. Yeah, and we were Jamie and I talked about it earlier in the week about how cheap he was in DFS, about how his ownership was still 
not, I think it was like 80%. And we kind of acted as if Hunter Henry had reestablished himself as a number one tight end. And I still believe that talent wise he is, but this wasn't even a situation, at least not totally, where the Patriots just decided they were taking Hunter Henry away. I'll be very interested in the morning to see what the total snaps and route run were, but they weren't good for Hunter Henry. There were multiple times in this game when Antonio Gates is on the field in a passing down and Henry once again is on the sideline. This is a bad day I I don't, mean, for Philip Rivers. Yeah, I don't know what has to happen for this to, to just stop happening. Hmm. Next year uh, when Gates is retired. <laughs> All right, so Maybe. sounding the alarm a little bit there for Hunter Henry. You did have four straight games. Four straight solid games between seven and ten fantasy points. This was a this was a total dud. Yeah, it was very disappointing for Henry. Uh, yeah, we have to talk about this other guy, Heath. I'm glad you're bringing him up, Devontae Freeman. Uh, Devontae Freeman. So one of the things I noticed that he has one game this year with more than 20 receiving yards, and last year, oh, uh, where are you? Stat. He had nine nine games in the regular season with more than 20 receiving yards. He had three more in the playoffs. And he only has one so far this year, so that's hurting him. But it's three games in a row now, seven, eight, and six fantasy points in standard scoring leagues for Devontae Freeman. Are you concerned? How and, and if you are, how concerned are you? Well, I'm a little bit concerned that Tevin Coleman got more carries in this game that Devontae Freeman did. And Tevin Coleman had a huge run, really turned things around in this game, 52 yards dash. He's I, I don't want to say that Tevin Coleman's def, definitively been better than Devontae Freeman, but it's pretty close. Freeman was now, a little bit – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Freeman's got the contract situation to where he's not going anywhere. I don't think you have to worry about him losing his job. But this could be more of a split than we would like for it to be, for him to be a top five or six running back like he's been treated. Uh, he was a little shaken up. There was, there was, uh, I don't know what happened to him. He came off on the sideline. They were looking at him, so I don't know if that played into it. But, uh, I mean, you know, Coleman really hadn't done much the last couple of weeks prior to this. So it's not like Freeman's, I, I think, losing much work moving forward. Coleman is started in 53% of leagues this this week. He had 14 carries for 82 yards. He had one catch. It's kind of weird. He's not really catching the ball either. Did you guys have a chance to read uh, Jason Lockenfora's story on the Falcons this morning and what's wrong with them? It was really no. interesting. And, and, and people around the league are saying that it's, it's because they lost Kyle Shanahan. And not just that, they lost two other assistants on the staff who knew the offense very well. And you've got Steve Sarkeesian, who's come in as the offensive coordinator, is trying to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. And he's just not – it's almost like it's not really his fault. It's just he doesn't know it as well. They're not doing it as well. And it's really affecting everybody. And lately, like Julio Jones, he had a fine game, but he still only has the one touchdown this year. And Freeman is not getting it done in the passing game. Matt Ryan still can't get to 20 fantasy points. Gets to 19 this week. Uh, you know, he he fumbled two snaps. That took him down below 20 fantasy points. It was an interesting read. I think I tweeted it out. I think you all should read it. But it's that. I mean, it's it's a huge difference. Their offense is just not firing right now. Uh, would you rather have Devontae Freeman or Lamar Miller rest of season? Still Freeman. Yeah, yeah I'll still say Freeman. Would you rather have Tevin Coleman or Isaiah Crowell? Coleman. Coleman. Okay. Would you rather? Now, from yeah, what I understand, Duke Johnson, he left this game in the fourth quarter, went back in the locker room to be checked for a concussion. I think he's been cleared and there's no concern. But there, the, there was a big difference in this game that Crowell got a lot more work in the passing game. If Duke yep. Johnson were to miss an extended period of time, then it would be Crowell and it wouldn't be close. Yeah, and yeah actually, but they have their, they have their bye week. Uh, next week, so I would imagine when they come back, they'll be fine. 
two of his four Crowell had four catches. Two of his four catches came on the final drive of the game with uh, with Duke Johnson hurt. But he has been a little bit more involved in the passing game lately, and we'll get to that. And Jamie, your losers this week. You had one team as your team winner, Houston. You have one team as your team loser, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ugh. I don't know if it's just Luke Kuechly coming back and and really turning that Panthers defense around. They were amazing today, but there was the story leading up to Sunday that Dirk Cutter, I believe it was Dirk Cutter, said uh, or it was a report that Jameis had a setback with his shoulder mm-hmm. after last week's game. Uh, didn't throw again Wednesday, Thursday. Threw everything on, you know, uh, did everything in practice on Friday, but he looked bad, and you know his uh, his receivers didn't do him a, a lot of favors. Uh, Mike Evans had a, a what, what looked to be, I don't know if he gave up on a route or just didn't, you know, give enough effort. It looked like a touchdown to me when he threw it. Um, but you know, I mean, give Doug Martin credit. I, I don't think he ran poorly. He ran hard, eighteen for seventy-one, but. Uh, this is this is a team now. They got to go play New Orleans next week, and we know what the Saints' defense has been. And so, you're not benching Evans. I don't think you're benching Doug Martin, but you got to be a little bit concerned about Jameis, and you got to be a little bit concerned about Deshaun Jackson as I, I think must start options as well. And 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 you know, we told you about the OJ Howard thing. I, I think we were kind of kind of somewhat split as a group, um, and not just us, but like you know, we we had uh, Pete Prisco and Nick Costas on our uh, FFT video shows today. Um, again, goes from heavily targeted to no targets. You know, two targets, two catches, ten yards. He was again, you know, well behind the trio of Bray, Evans, and Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with this game in particular with Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. In my opinion, uh, you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. These were guys who were putting up some fantasy points and not really playing that well. Cam had two games where he was out. He was amazing. The Lions game and the, and the Eagles and the Patriots game. Pardon me. Um, then he put up a good stat line against the Eagles, but didn't play well. And he hasn't played well most of the year. And honestly, Jameis Winston, like an, again today, he threw an interception or he had a fumble or whatever when he was getting sacked. Just a really bad decision maker. He's got to grow up and stop making these mistakes. But every single week he's throwing for 330 yards. I, I just felt like Jameis was putting up decent fantasy numbers, good fantasy numbers even, but not playing very well. And I felt the same way about Cam. And... I, that gave me a little less confidence in them, like, rest of season. And I, I just want to know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, you have to be concerned when they're not playing well. At some point, it's going to catch up to them and caught up them today. You know, I think the thought was the Bucks down their two best corners, you know, you could say, with uh, McLean and, and certainly Brent Grimes, that Cam would have had a huge day. He didn't. Um, that the Bucks, you know, facing a team that's, you know, given up some some decent fancy production to quarterbacks over the last few weeks, um, I viewed it as chasing points for them. That didn't happen. Uh, Pete Prisco said it, you know, today, I think it was either at the end of the game or at halftime. You would have said that the, I think they were down 10 nothing or 10 three, that if the Bucks had only given up 10 points at halftime, they would have signed up for that all day long, yeah. given what their defense yeah. had been. So I, w- I would anticipate, uh, the Saints taking advantage of that matchup next week and the, you know, the, the, you know, just again from the Tampa Bay side of things, it's, uh, it's a little disconcerting to see this, this performance. Alright, let's do an improv exercise here. Because like, I, I don't know how, do you feel like, like Jameis Winston is a guy you can rely on every week? Or, or do you feel like you need another quarterback if you own Jameis? He, th- you probably are gonna need another quarterback about half the time. Okay. So let's- I think if his shoulder was 100%, I would say no, cause you just chalk this up to be in a bad game. Mm-hmm. But it's the combo. Right. I just worry, is he not 100%? 
All right, let's go through the list of, of quarterbacks here. I'll just go through uh, where they rank in fantasy points right now. I think this is an updated list. And you tell me, do you feel confident in these guys more or less every week? Okay, maybe they're at Jacksonville or something. That's, that's a different story. But more or less every week, you feel confident in, De- in Deshaun Watson? Yes. Carson yep. Wentz? Yes. Yep. Tom Brady? Uh, not next yep. week, though. Wentz at Denver or home against yep. Denver? No, home to Denver. Uh Tom Brady? Yes. Yep. Russell Wilson. Yes. Alex Smith. Nope. No. Okay, so far we have four. Uh Dak Prescott. Yes. Yeah. Cam Newton. No. No. Kirk Cousins. No. No. Josh McCown? No. Yes. No. <laughs> four good games in a row for him though. Uh yep. Philip Rivers. No. Nope. Drew Brees. This is tough because yes. I still feel confident in Drew Brees being a good quarterback, but there is a little bit of evidence here that to say that New Orleans is turning into more of a running team yeah. with a good defense. Yeah, three fifteen three next week against Tampa Bay. Okay, I hope so. Yes, sure, but we're talking every week. I said doesn't matter. You're starting him every week. I think we got six quarterbacks now. Derek Carr, no. Jameis Winston, we just said no. I that's it. Tyrod Taylor, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Mariota, maybe. I don't see how you could say yes to that. No, you can't say yes to any of these guys. No. I mean, there there's some obviously good ones. Like, I I I'll still stick with. I think at at the second half of the season, Ben's going to be good. I think the second half of the season, Mariota's going to be good. Um, you know, if if the Redskins' offensive line gets right, Cousins will still be fine. Yeah. yeah so if you would have said the Redskins' offensive line was fine, I would have said Cousins fine here. Yep, that's a good point. And the Redskins lost another. They, they started the game with three inactive offensive linemen, and they lost another starter. Uh, about they were signing guys up the street for this game. And the the Forty ers for what it's worth, their offensive line is the new Redskins offensive line, extremely beat up. They lost both tackles in this game. They were using Garrett Selleck as a tackle. Um, all right, so you want to go see a Forty ers game? Probably not. You want to go see a better game? Eh, maybe you want to go to a Forty ers game. You see, Geek. Look, I got this email from Spencer. This is a real email that I got. I love getting these types of emails. Spencer wrote in. He said. I've been a long-time user of SeatGeek, thought I'd give you a testimonial. I went to an NHL game last night with some friends, and we used SeatGeek to get tickets. Talked to the guy next to us, and he paid $15 more for his seat on a different ticket site. That's a real email, not lying. Um, and I think it's really important because SeatGeek, it's better than the other than the others. It's the best one out there because it searches multiple ticket sites. It finds you the best deals. It shows you the best bargains. People love using SeatGeek now. They love saving money. And we love giving you $20 off your first purchase with our promo code FFT. So if you need help with the promo code, people ask me all the time. You can email us. You can tweet me. But uh, use the promo code. And even after that, you're going to save money on SeatGeek because, uh, because it does search those multiple sites. Download the SeatGeek app. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Promo code is FFT. That's promo code FFT on SeatGeek. I'll roll through the uh, news and notes here. <clears throat> well, you got to pick up Vernon Davis. <laughs> it's Jordan Reed. Well, we don't know the severity, but come on already. Left with a leg injury, uh, hamstring in the first half. Niles he came Paul. back, though, in-game. He did come back? Yeah, he, he limped off again, though, after he came back, but he came back. Okay, Niles Paul had already left the game. They were down to one tight end at that point. Um I believe they only had three on their active roster. Zach Miller dislocated his knee and had a touchdown Ugly. overturned on the same play. That was a terrible call. The guy <sighs> dislocates his knee trying to catch a ball, and he's holding on to it in the end zone. Give it catch. to him. Give it to him, right? Give it to him. Cole Beasley left with a concussion. 
Chris Hogan left with a shoulder injury as they go into their bye. Houston offensive line injuries. Houston offensive guard Jeff Allen got hurt. I did not see the severity on that one. Uh, this game ended not too long ago. Minnesota right tackle Mike Remmers was evaluated for a concussion. They have a bye coming up, so that's good. I just mentioned the Redskins offensive line. Starting uh, Three starters were out, and they had another one get injured, so they were down four at one point. They're at Seattle next week. That could be ugly. Uh, let's see. We got Mo Claiborne for the Jets, cornerback. He left with a foot injury as they get ready for Buffalo on Thursday. San Francisco had a lot of injuries in this game. Two on the offensive line. Safety Jimmy Ward. Defensive lineman Solomon Thomas. And Ward is out. He broke his forearm. So... Luckily, they have the worst offense in the NFL, Arizona, coming to town next week. Philadelphia cornerback Patrick Robinson left with a head injury. Duke Johnson was cleared for the concussion. They're going into their bye. Uh, Pierre Garçon was limited with a neck injury. And congratulations to Joey Bosa. He set a record. Most sacks in the first 20 games of a career. 19 sacks for Joey Bosa. The guy is incredible. Guys, there have been a lot of trade rumors. We'll be able to talk about it more on Tuesday. But Tuesday is the trade deadline. Are there any, like, real juicy ones that you think could have a big impact on fantasy? I mean, the three that have been mentioned, I don't think Martavis Bryant now is going anywhere, but he was talked about, Jimmy Graham. There was a rumor that the Seahawks were shopping him. Pete Carroll came out and squashed that, which would make sense when they're playing as well as they are. And the latest one today from Pro Football Talk is uh, T.Y. Hilton, which would be a huge surprise if they decided to move him, which would mean total rebuild mode. Um I don't know why you would take a weapon away from Andrew Luck, but you know if you get some great return, why not? Please trade T.Y. Hilton. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want them to? Well, for my fantasy team, I do. Yeah, he's in purgatory oh, for this year? right now. Yeah, for this year. For this year. Oof, it's brutal. All right, you tell me, what's a bigger development in Fantasy Week 8? Will Fuller's two-touchdown game or Paul Richardson's two-touchdown game? I'll say Paul Richardson's because he's owned almost nowhere. So he's he made a couple of spectacular catches. He's getting more targets, and he's clearly Russell Wilson's favorite in the red zone. He had another touchdown called back because of a penalty. He caught yeah, three touchdown passes. He did. Yeah, I, I was a little skeptical just after what we saw last week, where he had the two targets and one of the well, the one touchdown that he had was off the flea flicker, where you could clearly see that it may not have been a touchdown that the defender pulled it away from him. Um, but to his point, I mean, his ownership is forty six percent, so there's still a lot of leagues we can go get him. How about I dropped him in our Dynasty League, Adam, that we share the team? I, I told to you not to move. do that. Huh? How about I the lineup that, that I showed on FFT this morning had Paul Richardson in it for FanDuel, and then I pulled him out and changed it at the last minute? To who? Oh, to who? what? Uh, I had Julio and Paul Richardson, and I changed it to uh, Michael Thomas and Doug Baldwin. Mm. Wow. Worked out well. I would have definitely have gone with that lineup with Thomas and Baldwin. That's a much yeah, better pair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Tyler Lockett, by the way, also had a nice game. He had led the Seahawks in receiving 121 yards on eight targets. Who would you rather have, Richardson or Lockett? I think I look at Richardson now. Um, the just you know, it's funny we we talk about these things all the time about how great the offensive look. This is the first legit offense that the Texans have faced without Watt, without Merciless, mm-hmm. and this could be a sign of things to come against them too moving forward. So, don't overlook Jacoby Brissett as a sleeper next week if you're stuck. Yeah, Brissett had a decent game. And by and by the way, just to clarify, when I say what's a bigger development, Will Fuller's game or Paul Richardson's, they say Richardson. It certainly does not mean they like Richardson better. It's it just it's what's a bigger story in fantasy. Right. Um. All right. I was going to ask this question. I'll ask it anyway. We'll repeat some of the stuff we talked about. What's a bigger development? Mark Ingram's two fumbles, two fumbles, or Tevin Coleman's fourteen carries for eighty-two yards? 
Probably Coleman. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't really, and we could be proven wrong. I don't really think the Ingram fumbles, unless it happens again, are going to be a big thing. All right, what's a bigger development? Cam Newton's bad game or Derek Carr's bad game? Cam Newton's. I mean, Derek Carr, at least for me, I, I, I expected it. Um, you know, Heath told you, uh, I think it was Thursday about what his numbers are when he's in cold weather, what his numbers are, you know, when he's facing a good defense on the East Coast. And, you know, the, the Bills have played very well at home. Heath, Cam, or, or Carr? They both had 14 fantasy points. What's a, what's a bigger development for you? Oh, I think Cam's is definitely a bigger development. He had a fantastic matchup against a terrible secondary and just completely laid an egg. Derek Carr played in cold weather against a good defense on the East Coast, and he was bad. That's what everyone should have expected. At Miami next week. It, it's going to be warm there. Big rebound. It'll be fine. It will be warm. Uh, I right. think that game's going to be a shootout. I think the Dolphins are offense going to play very well. I hope so. Uh, Adam Gase is going to fire him up. Uh, <laughs> how many times? Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of agree, but like how many times have we said, okay, this is going to be the week for the Dolphins? Okay, what uh, what's a bigger development? Tom Brady's four straight games with no more than 21 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, or the fact that I'm choking right now and can't get the rest of the sentence out. <clears throat> okay, no. Tom Brady's four bad games in a row, four okay games in a row, or Drew Brees's 11 fantasy points on 28 pass attempts. I will drink some water now. Go ahead. I I I don't really think either's a a big story. I mean, the you're, they were facing two good defenses. You know, I I know the Bears. We've talked about it. They play well at home. They're just good. You know, they may not be great, but yeah, they're good. Uh, but okay, but Brees threw 28 passes, and this is what I talked about on Wednesday. He's averaging like 37 pass attempts per game going into this. Usually, he's usually around 41 or 42 per game. And yeah, I, 28? I don't know. I rolled my eyes at the 37 a game thing and worrying about that, just to be honest, because if he throws 37 a game all year long, he's going to be a top five quarterback. I'm not worried about it. To me, the 28 pass attempts is a little concerning because I just wonder if that's the game's grip moving forward when they have a lead. Well, the, neither Brady nor Brees. Three this week. Okay. <laughs> we we've done this before with Drew Brees. Like he always puts up his numbers. He always does. So, uh, but I, I will say this though. I spoke to Mark Ingram this off season, and I asked him. This wasn't really about the defense because nobody I think expected it. At least the the casual observer expected the Saints defense to be this good. Even the the expert expected the Saints defense to be this good. But I asked him about you know adding adding to the offensive line, adding to. uh the backfield with Adrian Peterson, I said, you know, is this anything that maybe we see a change in philosophy? You know, do, do you expect that to happen? And he said, you know, Drew has his Hall of Fame resume set. He just wants to win. Doesn't matter if he wins 10-7, if he wins 50-40. to 40. You know, he just wants to win. And so you just wonder if he's not necessarily entering the, the final stages of his career, but he's there, you know, just based on age and, and career at this point. And Super Bowls, I think, at this point are more important to him than anything else. So... He might be content with handing off more so than, you know, the occasional uh, third and one audible, you know, throw the ball down the field. But I, I think the overriding point would be his, his numbers will still be there by the end of the season. Right. Okay. What's a bigger development? Robbie Anderson, six catches for 104 yards and a touchdown? Or Jeremy Macklin on Thursday, three for 53 and a touchdown? I'll say Robbie Anderson for sure. He's got Yeah, a, especially a with Joe Flacco's Go head. Still part of his ear still lying on the field <laughs> in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, Robbie's got a better quarterback even if Flacco's healthy. All right, so who would you rather pick up, Robbie Anderson or Paul Richardson? Anderson. 
Yeah, I'll say Anderson too. Anderson's got three. And, look, we, games remember, remember good, when good Quincy Numa got hurt and we said Quint, hey, Robbie Anderson's going to be the guy now, force fed targets, and then yeah. it was Jermaine Curse. Uh, I don't know what the targets were. I mean, I could look, but uh, Anderson coming into this game had 17 targets in his last two. He had so, six, six today in this and, game and Curse had five. Curse had five, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's, he's better he's than their Curse. Better playmaker. Yep. And he's got three. And look, McCown is really <laughs> doing a nice job. Uh, so with, that brings me to my next one. What's a bigger development? Josh McCown's 22 fantasy points or Case Keenum's 21? Uh, let me McCown, check the week nine schedule. Keenum, Keenum's on a buy. Keenum's on a buy. Keenum took advantage of the Browns. Uh, McCown's on Thursday night against the Bills though. Yeah, but it's in, in New York. No, and it's in it Buffalo. Is. They both play New York. It's in Buffalo, right? <laughs> huh? It's, it's a home game? No, it's in- It's a, uh, it is a home game, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. It is? I thought it was in East Rutherford. No, no, you're right. It is. You're right. It's in New Jersey, Jamie. You said it was in New York. You lied to us all. It's in East sorry, Rutherford, sorry. New Jersey on Thursday night. That was very confusing. Night. The Bills play the Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey on oh. Thursday night. I think McCown's still fine. I already, you know, started my quarterback ranking season in the top 12. Wow, top 12. Okay. You know, I, I think one thing about that we're going to start to see with Buffalo, um, and, and again, you know, you could say Derek Carr. I, I made this comment on, on our Sunday morning show. If this game was in Oakland with no Poyer, no gains, losing Darius, I would have probably ranked Carr as a top five quarterback. I, I'm, I still, uh, I don't know why I'm such a Derek Carr apologist. He needs to play better, but they've got the makings of two good receivers and a good offensive line and no running game. Like they should. And a good tight end. And yeah, and a good enough tight end and not a good defense. They should be better offensively and I really think they will be. This, we knew the, like, you said it, Jamie, we knew that the Raiders were gonna struggle in this game. You guys have any like buy low candidates that come to mind right now? Because I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Derek Carr. The one one thing is, it's like probably should play well at Miami, but then bye week, then the so, Patriots, Ooh. huh? Then the Patriots, right? But you know, you gotta you gotta deal with sitting him for a week coming up. You know, so I don't want him to be my hope- only quarterback, but I wouldn't mind having Derek Carr. Sure, and he because he has the Patriots, he has the Chiefs, he has Dallas. Still coming up. And, I, I got a buy low. A yeah, buy who, low who you got? Who you Stephon, got? It's Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, is, is Adam Thielen a sell high? I know you like Thielen no. a lot. No, I'm, I'm feeling it. But how could, like, their quarterback situation is so bad. If Bridgewater could be back in week 10, maybe that's the cure. But, like, how could... But you, you, say, you say so bad. I mean, it's I think terrible. you have to keep things in perspective about what, what they are. He's a terrible quarterback. Okay, Case but he got Keenum. them good numbers today, right? No, he didn't. He got feeling, he got he got feeling, feeling good, right? He got feeling good numbers. That's yeah, but my contention. coming back after a two-week absence. That's my contention. That's what. That's the argument I've been having. That you know, and I Heath gave me his obnoxious tweet today about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had the. What, big what game was that obnoxious game. about that? <laughs> I don't. Want, so obnoxious. I don't think they both can be good with Case Keenum. Maybe we don't but have coming to have, into this week. They were both top twenty wide receivers. Well, part of it was the first game of the season against the Saints for for. For uh, Adam Thielen with Sam Bradford, like I, I don't want to keep getting into this, but that's a th- I don't think he can sustain two good receivers, and and he didn't today. And I like Diggs better than Thielen. We all like Diggs better than Thielen, but it doesn't matter. You know what? Maybe it doesn't matter because, like I said, they might have Bridgewater in two games. No. Maybe, okay, but maybe just just matter. real quick, to your point. So they played. They played the first game with Bradford, right? Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh game. Was with Keenum's first start. Yep. At Pittsburgh, tough game. Hard to say that anybody's going to play well there. Correct. The third game, they lit it up. 
Both of them, right? No. Adam Thielen had not scored until today, so he hadn't lit it up. But what did Thielen do in that game? 90 he had 98 yards. yards. Okay, that's a very good we're, game. We're calling that light it up. No, but that's the thing. Like, if you don't score touchdowns, you're not really lighting it up. And I don't think it's fluky. He's got a quarterback. Okay, no, take, take, take back the phrase lighting up. He played well that game. Yeah, he did. Yes. Okay, he's so played well that game. That's the two of them with Keenan playing well. Week four is at Detroit. No, one of them with Keenan playing well. Oh, huh? all right. I, I'll just yeah. sum up. I'll just sum it up. Okay. In the games with Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen had one good game. But I just want to I just want to reiterate something though, and and we talk about this all the time. The shake the rust off game. So if you put that into the games of not a hundred percent, they've played together with Keenum full games healthy, three. It's four now. Oh, not no, including, because not including Keenum today. Came, he, he was half the Bears game, and that's the game Diggs got hurt. All right. So I don't know if it's a good enough sample size to say that he can't sustain these two guys playing well because the Pittsburgh game. I mean, if if it was Bradford coming off that game, we would have said hard to expect great production against Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna end this conversation just because I've been going around in circles with it, and and I think we should talk about other things. But I totally see what you're saying. Uh, but let's let's move on from Adam Thielen. Uh, right now, Thursday uh, Sunday night, 9:15 p.m. I'm losing all three of my draft contests, but I still have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on all three of my teams, so I got a shot. And guess can I, what? Can I say something while you're talking? Yeah. I want to just applaud you. For what? I saw a picture of you at a wedding, at a wedding after party, setting your draft lineup. Seriously? Yeah. He took a picture of that? I saw a that? picture of you. God. Huh? I did do a draft. I did a draft Friday night, Saturday morning at like 1.30 in the morning as at a yep. wedding after party. That is true. That's how I, easy it is. I I saw you, and and the tweet was, uh, what a cool guy this is at a wedding after party. Setting his lineup, and then I texted said person who tweeted it, mm-hmm. and said, "Is that Adam?" That was me. And he said, "Yep, I did a quote, draft dedicated to his sponsors." No, dedicated to my listeners. Is the listeners who challenged me, and I appreciate that. And yes, I am dedicated to the sponsors. I love the draft app, and you all should too. Play on the draft app; it really is a lot of fun. And I was showing Nando. I was like, "Hey, check this out! I'm going to do a draft right now." And I did a draft, and I'm getting killed. So, oh, well, <laughs> more money uh, for my listeners. But it is really fun. You can play against one person. You can play in drafts of up to 10 people. They're really quick. Uh, they're really cool. And if you want to play for free, you can do that. You just need to sign up and make your first deposit with the promo code FFTODAY. Promo code is FFTODAY. So join me. Download the draft app. Go to playdraft.com. Get a free entry into a draft with the promo code FFTODAY. Well, I guess we can look at the leaders. Or go to the games. You tell me, leaderboard or games? Uh, just to um, give our usual Sunday night update, Ben Roethlisberger only has eyes for Juju. I only have eyes for Juju. Right? Not only is he singing, he's making faces while he's singing. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes, thank you, Shabab Shabab. All right. Uh, I gotta tell you that I'm a Jew, Jew Smith fan. Yes, you sure are. Big Jew, Jew Smith fan, in fact. Uh, <laughs> leaderboard or, or games, guys? You tell games. me. Games. Okay, games it is. Dallas 33, Washington 19. Heath, give me a takeaway. This is a little bit scarier, scary if you're a Dak Prescott owner, that if the Cowboys defense is improved and continues to improve, and Ezekiel Elliott does not get suspended, like this podcast believes he will not, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily Prescott of that mind. Could have a little bit of a, a volume issue. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he does it without the volume. I think that's the cool thing about him. But I, you know, well, the weather, he's not going to do it with twenty passes a game. We got to talk about the weather in this game. It was a factor. Yes, it was a factor for sure. And the and their defense played very well. Don't, they played against the the backup offensive line. But I yes, uh, they they should they held the, the Niners to ten points last week. The Redskins to nineteen this week. All right, all right. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. They've got Kansas City next week. Hopefully, he can bounce. That's back. gonna be a fun game. Uh, what do you think about that, Des Bryant in this game? He had six targets. He had four catches for thirty nine yards. Josh Norman and he threw like seventeen fits. He didn't sideline. have that much Josh Norman from what I saw. Um, I would be interested to know. They they chart that right. They chart that right. We'll find out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would think it'd be about half the game because I I think Norman stayed on his side. He had plenty of opportunities. Uh, put it that Look, way. I mean it. <laughs> One bad game. I'll, I'll compare it to the the Bucks, and the reason I, I'm more concerned about Winston, for example, is there's an injury. I'm not worried about Dak. No, I'm not worried either. But I, I am. I don't know if I'm worried about Dak about Dez, but it's hard to ignore that he's had one game this year with more than 63 yards. That he's averaging like 11 yards per catch. He's gonna go nuts next week against Kansas City. You would think so. Nuts for for him is like seventy yards and two touchdowns though. He's like a touchdown. Or it might be two hundred and he might have a Hopkins game. I think one thing you have to consider when you look at Dez, when you look at Witten, is that Prescott only threw twenty two passes. So just keep of that. Of course. In mind. Yeah. Um any reason to hold on to Rob Kelly, who had eight carries for nineteen yards and a touchdown, as they have Seattle and Minnesota in their next two games. I'm not ready to drop him as like a force drop. But he's an opportunity drop. Look, if, so, you're, if you, you get Alice Collins for yeah. Rob Kelly, you're making that move. Do the, yes. Get, if, if you need Paul Richardson as a receiver, you're dropping Rob Kelly. If you need, you know, Oh, wait a second, wait a second. That's a tough one. Cause Richardson hasn't really been reliable. Like this was no, by I've far gotta his need best a wide game. receiver and Kelly's gotta be like my fourth or fifth running back. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's, it's a, uh, that's, that's why I say it's an opportunity drop and not a force drop. <laughs> opportunity drop. Okay, I like that. Hey, Jamie, Jamison Crowder. Big game. Nine catches, 123 yards. They, they've had a funny line in our, uh, in the green room today. He goes, if you looked up and this was week one, you'd be so excited to see what Jamison Crowder's <laughs> doing. <laughs> um, I, I think, and, and I, I want to go back and look at this, but I think probably, uh, two things were at play here. Um, weather, so getting the ball out quick was probably something Cousins was trying to do. And, Short targets because of the weather as well. Um, and the line. Uh, I'm sorry? And the offensive line. That's what I mean. You know, just, yeah, just yeah. pressure and, and, and the weather. Um, but I also want to look at what, what he's done when Jordan Reed's been out because that's kind of a role that, you know, middle of the field type of guy, uh, that he is. But I, I'd, I'd speculate on picking him up. You know, he was dropped across the board. You remember coming out of their bye week, they said they wanted to get him more involved. And so it's not a, a pick up to start type of guy. James but pick Crowder. up to, you know, stash is not bad. Okay, he is 39% owned. Next game is Cincinnati 24, Indianapolis 23. The game kind of dominated by the Colts. They had the ball for about six and a half more minutes. Pick six late in the game. Swung the, swung the game, really. Um, one of the things I was going to ask, Keith, is, is that Marlon Mack and Matt Breida both had good games today. Which guy excites you more as a long-term play? We'll, you know, skip over to the Niners game as well. But Marlon Mack, Matt Breida. Yeah, I'll Come still on, say, say it, Marlon Mack. Say it. Say it about Mack. Say say it about Mack. Yeah. How many touches? Uh, did he have ten? 
Ah, oh, he had 14. <laughs> 14, okay. Over yes. 10. Nice. Yes. Um, I'll say Mac just because Frank Gore is 117 years old. I, I am shocked that after what we've seen the last couple of weeks, they gave Frank Gore 20 touches in this game. So, like, the 14 is exciting unless you view it as a part of the running back touches, and he's getting 14 out of 34, and then it's a little bit concerning. But I still, I believe, actually, Marlon Mack's better than Matt Breida. I think the Colts' offense is going to be better than the 49ers' offense, and Frank Gore is twice as old as Carlos Hyde, so Mack has the better opportunity to become a long-term answer. All right, Jamie, how crazy would you have to be to drop T.Y. Hilton, who now has four or fewer fantasy points in six of eight games in standard? It'd be very interesting if somebody dropped him Saturday for whatever reason, pissed off after the Jacksonville game, not expecting to play well, the Andrew Luck reports, and you're staring at your waiver wire options going into week nine, and there's Robbie Anderson, Paul Richardson, T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. and somebody else. And you're going, man, who am I going to start this week? What would you do? This game against Houston in week nine for Indianapolis is one of – maybe that's a good matchup. One of maybe two good matchups rest of season. He he actually has a really bad wide receiver schedule, T.Y. Hilton. And like, a bad quarterback. What would I mean, you look, do? Jacoby Brissett played well, but it's how Jacoby Brissett's playing well. He's throwing to his backs. He's throwing to his tight end. Jack Doyle's become a must-star guy. I mean, oh, yeah. Three good ones. I, I, you can't overlook what the targets have been for him. You know, forget about the touchdown today, but he was awesome today. He's been awesome. Um, so. All right. How about this, Jamie? If T.Y. Yep. Hilton and Jack Doyle were out there on your waiver wire, who would you pick up? It, uh, you have to pick up, you know, what you need, I guess. You know, if, if you don't need a tight end, I'm not going to pick up Jack Doyle. Right. Over T.Y. Hilton. I'd rather speculate on, on Hilton, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's really refreshing. And so I, I want to hope that what I saw from the Seahawks with Paul Richardson, they, they picked on Kevin Johnson today a yep. lot. Seattle did. That's where Richardson was was lined up on. Russell Wilson threw on him all day. And then he got banged up, and I think it was Gilchrist. They threw at him. Um, Kareem Jackson looked like he was shadowing Doug Baldwin. So you wonder if he's going to do that with T.Y. Hilton. But – I, I don't want to be the guy that drops T.Y. Hilton. No, I'm not, but I'm saying I don't want to, you know, have anybody drop T.Y. Hilton and then he has that game where, you know, he turns the corner. The Amari Cooper game. Yeah, well, he, I mean, <laughs> Cooper didn't turn the corner. Cooper had one good game. But that's the thing. But, like, Hilton, like, he's got Houston next week, then Pittsburgh. I doubt people are going to want to start him against Pittsburgh, then a bye, then Tennessee. That's the one that you're hoping for. Then at Jacksonville, at Buffalo, Denver, at Baltimore in his last four games before it, week seventeen. What if it's luck though? If it's that's the that's the thing. That's why it's tricky. Yeah, could be luck for a lot of those games. Um, going on to the Bengals. Start of the week, Joe Mixon, Jamie. Were you uh, were you happy? He had one good play. You no, know, <laughs> he had, he had opportunities. Uh, look, he got over a hundred total yards. He had a fumble. Um. So he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't good. He wasn't bad. Or he wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was good. Um, you know, from his fantasy production, but the, the, you knew the stupid thing was coming that Jeremy Hill got the first drive and they gave Mixon chances. So this, this was, uh, this, this was not what I was hoping for. Okay. He had three catches for 91 yards. He unfortunately had the fumble or we would have had a double digit fantasy point game for Mixon, but, um, he did, he did dominate the carries. No other running back in more than four carries. He had 11. 
And then Heath, let's go to Minnesota 33 and Cleveland 16. Guys, we'll pick it up a little bit. We get through every game here by the end of the show. Um, how good is Jarek McKinnon going to be rest of season, Heath? He's going to be a number two running back, just like we had him ranked this week. And concerns about Latavius Murray, I I, I don't know. I, I hesitate to say that concerns about Latavius Murray taking his job were overblown. Because, sure, Murray was really bad in this game. But Murray also had five more carries than he did in this game. <laughs> they eventually, like, started giving the ball to McKinnon. And McKinnon right. is so much better than Latavius. He's good. Oh, he's a lot better. He's like shit. He's like Alex Collins out there, kind of. He makes guys miss. Who would you rather have, Collins or McKinnon? McKinnon. Oh, McKinnon. Because he catches a lot of passes. And Collins caught a couple I, passes. I wonder if, and clearly Dalvin Cook's an exceptional talent. Did they make a mistake by drafting Cook in the second round when they had McKinnon sitting on their roster with a better offensive line? Because he's basically done the same thing. Maybe. Yeah. Who well, would you, running the ball. Who would you rather own, Joe Mixon or McKinnon? McKinnon. McKinnon. All right, New Orleans 20, Chicago 12. If you're expecting Drew Brees to bounce back this season and next week, are you expecting Michael Thomas to be elite this season and ne- or this season and next week? Sure. Yeah, he's gotten off to slow starts. The last two weeks, the first halves have been awful for him. And then he always gets right around 80 yards. And maybe elite's the wrong word. A low end number one, high end number two. Des Bryant, Michael Thomas. Um, I'll take Thomas. Oh no, yeah. I, I was just naming wide receivers. I wanted you to name more. Huh? I'm just uh, joking. Bad joke. <laughs> Bad. Really bad. All right, you said Thomas, Jamie. Yeah. Da- uh, who are you, da- Heath? Who'd you rather? I am Heath, and uh, you could say Dave or Jamie or Pete. Nick. Uh, oh, we're not doing that game? No. Michael Thomas and PPR, Desmond Standard. Okay, and I think that's pretty much all we have to cover from this game. It was pretty annoying that Tariq Cohen got a one-yard touchdown run instead of Jordan Howard, but so it goes. Why uh, I didn't see this, but Dave said that the both tackles got hurt. I'm sorry, both guards got hurt for the Bears? I think Long did. I, I know Long did. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. My apologies. And who do they have next week? They have a bye, they're right? Yeah, they're on bye. Okay. Uh, okay, new, moving on. Atlanta 25 and the Jets 20. We've actually covered this game pretty well, but... All right, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. How would you rank those three? Cam, Jameis, Ryan. Um, Cam, Ryan, Jameis. Is there anything we need to cover from this one? We got it, I think. Yeah, I think so. I'll start Josh McCown over Matt Ryan next week. Ryan is at Carolina McCown home game in New Jersey on Thursday against Buffalo. That's interesting because Buffalo, pretty good against... Uh... They've given up a lot of yards the last few weeks, and I'm telling you, yeah. if if Gaines and Poyer are still hurt, it's going to catch up some. Okay. Carolina yeah, 17. I'm going to still start Ryan, I think. Sorry, Heath. All right, Carolina 17 and Tampa Bay 3. Hmm. I was thinking... Boy, is Cameron Artis Payne, like, taking over for Jonathan Stewart? But no, that didn't come to fruition. Calvin Benjamin caught a touchdown. Devin Funches, like, do you have confidence in Devin Funches? He's 94% owned. Whiff. Nope. I whiffed on that one this week. He, uh, prior to this game, the two games where he was great, 17 targets. The two games prior to this where he was bad, 17 targets. So nothing changed in terms of target share over the two games where he was great and he was bad. Yeah. Cam missed him on some throws. 
I mean, he was open, and Cam just didn't get him the ball. Cam's not good. <laughs> so six targets. I mean, he's just one of those guys like, you know, we, we said it a few weeks ago, and it's very similar to Nelson Aguilar. These are guys you sell high on. Right. Well, okay, what about it specifically? Like not a lot of yards, but touchdowns or just kind of they're, they're production? Just, they're, they're not the number one guy, but they were producing like number one players. And you saw the difference in the last few games with Benjamin. Granted, last week was not great. This week wasn't great. He scored a touchdown that saved him, but he's the number one guy there. And Greg Olson's coming back. So then, and what about what about Will Fuller? But but the number one guy is producing. And you can okay. sell high on Will Fuller too. Like yeah, it, we, it's it's the same type of situation. But the quarterback's playing great in that situation too. You know, look at Heath's uh, look at Heath's legs. See those legs? Showing off. Heath Cummins. Heath Cummings. <laughs> Looking good over there, yeah. No, that was a, that was the podcast just got extremely weird. Uh, you know, like, I'm just saying, you you like relaxed in your Sunday night. Well, I, I'm a, I'm lounging. Yeah, you're yes. lounging. He's got his feet up. Um, all right, New England 21 and Los Angeles 13. The Chargers 13. Patriots had the ball for almost 37 minutes in this game. Melvin Gordon had an 87-yard touchdown run, second longest rushing touchdown of the year for anyone. Leonard Fournette has the uh, longest. Are you guys concerned about Keenan Allen? Uh, no. Yeah. I'm concerned about him reaching the upside that I thought that he had. Um, I still think he's a pretty so- – like you're still starting him every week. Came in averaging nine and a half targets a game, only five in this game. That's frustrating. Yeah, yes. they didn't have the ball much, so they only had it for 23 minutes. But Benjamin got nine targets. Yeah, that's that was just weird. I don't know. Maybe the way to attack the Patriots is outside and not in the slot. I don't know. Um, Dion, Lu- all right, put it this way: standard scoring league. Do you want any Patriots running back? Do I, I'm sure you got to own someone, but do you want to start any Patriots running back at standard? No. Uh, no, start no, but it, it, if you are buying into Dion Lewis, it's now two games with at least fourteen touches. You know he's clearly going to be their primary guy. It's it's so frustrating. We ready to drop Gillis Lee completely? Yeah, we've been saying that for a few weeks now. Okay. I wish you would so we could score some touchdowns. Brandon Cooks or Keenan Allen, rest of the season. Cooks. 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 Buffalo thirty-four, Oakland fourteen. Yeah. The one thing we all knew is that Jalen Richard was the guy to go to in the passing game. (laughs) Right. But it's amazing. Like, the amount of carries and catches that they get is always so similar. Both of them fumbled. They're like, they're like mirror images. It's crazy. But Washington caught a touchdown and had eight catches for 62 yards of touchdown. But do I, are these guys going to go back to being completely irrelevant next week when Marshawn Lynch is back? Yes. You know who should be completely irrelevant? It's Marshawn Lynch. He might be. I mean, their running game is. If they both good. didn't fumble, I think you can make a case for it. But their their ball security didn't help them. Nope. Jordan Matthews, any interest in owning him? Do you think he could have a good second half? Uh, he could, yes. And not, yeah. I mean, I I do own him in a league. I probably will not drop him, but I don't know. I might. <laughs> okay. Philadelphia thirty-three, San Francisco ten. Okay, Carlos Hyde, 12 carries for 25 yards, 4 catches for 22 yards. He really has had a very difficult schedule. I don't know that it's going to get much better. Arizona, the Giants, a bye, Seattle, at Chicago, at Houston. I I think when this season is all said and done, Carlos Hyde 
just speculating here, might have the toughest schedule of any running back. And that's part of playing in the NFC West. But what what do you think his value is? Like, how do you guys value Carlos Hyde? Can't trade him. You're not going to get fair value in return right now. I don't know that I value him much. It's basically the same way that I value Jai. Which is what? Like, you get, you just... I, I think they're really good. I, I hope they score some points someday. Yeah. yeah. I think that the difference, I agree with you, Heath, on, on, on the talent side of things, is Ajayi doesn't have anybody I think that's going to take him off the field, whereas Hyde might. I don't think it's that Breed is more talented than Hyde, but the coaching staff may want to just start to see what they have for the future if they're not going to re-sign Hyde. Alright, last thing. I'm a little concerned. You guys tell me what you think. Are we going to get like maybe two more good games from LeGarrette Blunt this year? It would be nice if he had two more good games. I'd be pretty happy with that. And uh, I've been saving this up all day, so I want to say it more like Wendell's small role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Good call by you. Yeah, nah, he was completely uninvolved. Corey Clement, would I you? Don't, Corey, Corey Clement, Clement got ten carries. He had seven carries on the final drive of the game, and it was okay. a total blowout. As I had to look, I saw that too. I was like, "What?" And then I looked at the game log. So I don't know that he's the thing. But the next few matchups: Denver, then a bye, uh, are the next two games for the Eagles. They have Seattle, they have the Rams, they have the Giants later in the year. I don't know. Blunt, he's, Blunt is what number two in standard, number three in PPR rest of season. Yep. And I just want you guys to know, I will win a fantasy league tonight if I get five freaking fantasy points from Amir Abdullah. And I'm expecting to lose. So that is it for fantasy football today. For Heath and Jamie, I'm Adam. We'll be back on Tuesday for a Halloween edition of the show. See you later. Bye.